0: Hello, I am Tracy Hitchings. My guest is the author of The Progressive Underground. Uh, welcome to the Kev Rowland 40 Minutes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a very good night to you wherever you are across the globe. I am transmitting from the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. You have tuned into Tracy's Prog World. Well, hello, all you out there. How are you doing in the world today? This this moment so if you're driving don't forget to be careful on that road and if you're at home stick your feet up and just enjoy the privilege of being able to. Um, I do hope this finds you all ready for some more intel from our man Kev who trolls the breadths and widths of his uh, adopted country um, those beautiful two pacific islands uh, so good sir. What's in your tre- treasure trove today, even? And what have you got to tantalise her taste buds with on this musical frontline of New Zealand? And uh, as we already discovered which is without a shadow of a doubt. Kev, you've already graced us with um oh some of the most incredible musicians, singer-songwriters, not to mention wonderful characters that you've met and uh, situations you've experienced. But um band-wise, I know you're going to be bringing in um certain ones, but how are you anyway Kev today? Just let's say this quick hello before I rattle on just a little more.
1: Hey everybody. How are you going? Yeah, I'm I'm really good. Um Went to a couple of gigs last weekend, got a couple of gigs this weekend, got a couple of gigs next weekend, you know, it's there's so much music on at the moment it's wonderful over here it's
0: also exciting I'm not even going to ask you about the weather so I'm going to crack on and say look I'm really looking forward to because I know in all the stuff you're going to talk today you're going to be bringing up White Noise Mafia a young bunch and uh, you know I've had that little your great reviews people can go straight to the reviews even if you say it all here because they're so brilliantly written and uh, you do say of these guys that um, they, they provide some of the most interesting and complex truly progressive and dynamic music so I'm looking forward to hearing more about that and I know the guys that there will be. There's a name that I have to admit I'm not sure how to pronounce. Tony Duant L L? Oh, Tony Daunt.
1: <laughs> Tony Daunt. Okay,
0: what's the at L on the end or was that a mistake? Oh, maybe I just didn't. No,
1: it's Tony Daunt and the Dauntless
0: so okay yeah and you've actually written press releases for both Tony and Matt Joe as you yep. uh, is it Matt Joe Gow that's right and but um yeah and this was the first time that you had uh, actually met them in person wasn't it so that's going to be fun hearing all about that and Capital Theatre wow I'm really looking forward to this Kev you know they're single cool people you know I was telling you that I was listening to it was it? oh my god I I loved that I just loved it you know so and you, you were saying in there they're rem- reminiscent of Coldplay Muse and U2 those stuff like that in there so that really drew me in as well and I loved I loved people I really did their single and what can I say about alien weaponry I mean I know we've talked about some of these minds before but this is something I I was just in awe of this it's got to be a movie and my my question is maybe save it I'll, I'll put it I'll put it out there but okay this is um alien weaponry um Kai Tangata sorry if the pronunciation is wrong but is that the vi- that's the official video that I was watching anyway
1: all oh, right that was off the- that was off the first album yeah it's a stunning video eh?
0: oh my goodness and they're on Napalm Records and um is the video I don't answer it now you can tell me later but is the video I put it out there to you guys out there is the video um bought footage or was the sto- was it storyboarded and shot for them specifically as this is a mini movie of great brilliance it really is and i'm not i'm no longer into the death metal stuff i went through my little kind of thing but i really appreciated it not just because of the movie actually you know i thought it was absolutely brilliant the whole thing so very excited to hear what you've got to say so i can stop blurbing kevin i know you've got troy kingy who's an absolute favorite um he's no stranger here actually we've talked about him before from uh, AAA records which is uh, uh tay Matira, matt smith or um and I am not a Time Lord, who's been on this programme as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what you've got to say about Troy. It's going to be great here. So today's menu starts here, folks, and uh, it's really going to be with Kev Rodent, who's going to give you the great news. So, Kev, take it away.
1: <laughs> right, well, I'm actually going to start with something you didn't. You haven't mentioned in your intro. I'm going to go back in time to something. <laughs> well, I, I said in the last show that I was on that I was going to go to this and I was terrified about it, and that was Metal, and that was metal Blitz. That was an event held at um, Deadwitch, the Ding Dong Lounge, which we've yep. spoken about before, Auckland's we famous have. dive. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a 13 band bill, but one of the bands had to drop out. So we were down to 12 bands, 12 bands running straight after the other. Um, it was 30 bucks on the door, 30 bucks to see 12 bands. And, and if actually, if you'd bought, it, bought the ticket before the day, you could get it for 25. So, I mean, this was just incredible, but the thing that terrified me throughout, um, both myself and the sound engineer, Dave, was, you know, you have to, we, there was planned to have a 20 minute handover between between each band. And I was, I was really terrified because I thought it wasn't supposed to finish till half past 12 and I'm going, that's fine, but it's never going to finish at half past 12. It's going to be like three o'clock in the morning. I'm an old man, you know, <laughs> I, I suffer. <laughs> um but actually at the end of it all after all this it um we were only 5 minutes over i, I was kidding. absolutely i was absolutely blown away and you the,
0: brought this up last time didn't you and thought this yeah. is not going to happen and it's it did not oh, and it did goodness
1: Wow. um myself and the sound engineer i have to say by the time we'll get into the last two or three bands we were absolutely fried because we were full on all the time poor dave was either running the sound or he was up there on stage sorting out the kit for the next band to come on or and then he was doing the very quick yep yep that works that works that works go um and it was just a really intense day but it was a load of fun actually and one thing I liked about it there was a couple of times where someone on the stage had a problem they'd broken a string or something wasn't working and whatever um but that Straight away, there'd be another musician from another band jumping onto the stage to sort it out. So it was all there, everybody helping each other, sort of thing. Um, They have foresight. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good. And I'd seen a couple of, I'd only seen a couple of the bands before. Um, One of those was actually one of the bands that impressed me most on the day again, and that's Black Sands. Um, They are a fully instrumental uh, quartet playing complex, technical, progressive metal um, with some elements of mathcore. So you've got a bassist on five string. You've got a drummer who's so laid back. I'm amazed he can stay vertical because he's so laid back when you talk to him. He's a (laughs) lovely guy. And then he gets behind the kit and he hits the drums harder than any other person I've ever met. And you've got one guitarist playing an eight string and the other playing a normal six string. And there's just so much complexity. There's just not room for vocals anyway. And they just just, go for it. And wow, I love the fact that the, the bassist, um, Matt, he ended up, I said to him, are you a monk? And he said, I'm supposed to be a Jedi. But he'd put a costume on, you know, and the drummer was wearing a massive, great big reptile's head with all those jewels <laughs> on it. So so he obviously <laughs> couldn't see a bloody thing. But oh, it was just cool. fun, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Downfall of humanity, I'd seen um, before get another band the other band that I'd seen before and again they are incredibly tight incredibly powerful deep bottom end and what I, one thing I really like about them you have all the complexity of the guitars and then Daniel Carlton who's the singer he's at the front and he's he's got an immensely commanding baritone voice I mean you can do the rough and everything else but they have a real groove and um, that was really exciting. But I think, I think the band that actually made it for me that night or that day was um, a band I'd previously not seen, even though they've been around for quite a few years. And that's called They're Just One Fix. Um,
0: right. You have talked to them before, yes.
1: Yeah, I, yeah they're a thrash band. Wow. Um But yeah. they've shared the stage with bands like Megadeth, Sepultura, Death Angel, Biohazard. Um, massively. <laughs> what co- names? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, massive bands. You know, those are... Those are multi-million dollar multi-million album selling bands. And here's this little band this band on stage. And and I have to say, Ant Ward, um, he's got the most impressive grey beard and hair, and he has so much fun on stage. He honestly looks like a metal god. And <laughs> you know, it just reminded me a lot of the likes of Testament and that sort of type of thrash. It was just just a load of fun. And the whole day was like it, and everybody was. Yeah, everybody was there doing their thing. Um, it was really good. I actually did something I'd never done before. Um, and that is I actually did take my laptop and I reviewed it um, live, if you like. So by the end of the night, I basically had everything written. And all I then had to do the next morning was put the photos in and just check the grammar, etc. I've never done that before. Certainly made my life easy because coming away from that, I was absolutely blasted. But I thought. Twenty-five bucks to see twelve bands, even if you only liked half of them, and I liked probably ten of them. You know, that's you know, that's good value, isn't it? eh? Oh, yeah,
0: that's you, you brilliant, absolutely you can't, brilliant. Can't
1: do better than that. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely
0: brilliant.
1: But you, you did mention Capital Theatre, and we do need to talk about Capital Theatre. Yeah, um, uh, Tria, um, they were actually in America recording the album with yes. Mike Clink when the when they had to leave. Now, for mm. those who may or may not be aware of Mike Klink, he's done a couple of small albums, like "Appetite for Destruction" from Guns N' Roses, Russ Never Sleeps" from Megadeth. So he's, you know, he's 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 done a couple of things, shall we say, a couple of very very important things. Um, and like you said, like, to me, this "The People" is is a stunning song, and yeah, I love absolutely. the video. And actually, oh yes, I suggest yeah, yeah anybody who want, goes onto YouTube look up Capital Theater and actually look at, uh, they've got a few different videos up there, and they're all well worth watching. They're all well filmed.
0: Is it correct um, that The People is the latest single, though, isn't it?
1: People is the latest single. Yeah. It's just coming out now. The Excellent. album will be coming out um, later in the year. They are currently a trio. they record as a trio. Um, but what that means when, um, when you see the video, you'll see that the, the singer um, is also is playing... piano so adam plays piano and keyboards on that and when they play live he actually plays um he, he switches between that and uh guitar um whilst then you've also got roy on guitar and you've got um paul on drums now that means they haven't got a bassist. So what they're doing at the moment, they are use, when they play live, they're using a backing track for the bass. But um, you know, I've, I've had a few conversations with Roy, and they're trying to find. They're thinking of trying to find someone else to actually come in to to play bass live. And It means then they they have a they'll have that full live sound. But absolutely stunning band, and people yeah. is such a catchy song. Um, yeah.
0: Oh my God, it and is. And such yeah. a well
1: yeah. filmed video. Now. Images from um, that video. The image for those, obviously, most people won't have seen it, but they play in an art gallery because it's the 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 song is inspired by the Shakespeare quote, "All the world's a stage, and all men and women are merely players." And so it's about the band is playing in an art gallery with digital pictures looking down on them. Now they've made some of those pictures available in this new. I can't remember what the term is, but basically digitally certified as being an original, and they've been making them available for charity, which I thought was really nice as well. um, But, yeah, just a really, really great song, and I'm really looking forward to the album. I saw them play live earlier this this year. Yeah, it was earlier this year, I think. Yes, earlier this year. And um, the album's not available, and it's a concept album, and so they played the album start to finish. So no one had heard it because it's not out yet. But that's actually what they played. And it was was a really good night. I really, really enjoyed it. And really looking forward to catching these guys um, again in the near future. Uh, Whilst we're talking about um, videos and bands, we, we really ought to talk about Alien Weaponry. We have (laughs) spoken about alien weaponry. We have, have, yes, but
0: gosh, um, I I even saw more of them this time. You know. Yeah. Um, um, Preparation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Kai Tangata um, off the last album. Yes, that was filmed for them. That that's that was storyboarded for for them. um, It was. It was. Yes. Yes. Oh my
0: goodness, that's outrageous.
1: Yeah, because they are. They've got the they've got the support of Napalm Records. I don't think it's um, an understatement to say that they are probably the biggest metal export that New Zealand's ever had.
0: Yeah, they, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, for those who
1: aren't aware, who, those who aren't aware of the band, they are it's two brothers, Henry on drums and Lewis on bass, yeah. and and Ethan has played on or Ethan has left. Um, the band since the recording of the new album which won't be out until oh, September.
0: Right, oh, uh, Ethan, okay. who
1: the bassist who the is the bassist who appears in that video, he's um since left. Um on, on totally good grounds, he just decided that he didn't want to be an international rock star. But yeah. basically mm-hmm. well, yeah, fair enough to him. Mm-hmm. Um absolutely but they perform a, a type of groove metal um very powerful very very deep they They perform um, with a mixture of English and Toreo. So there's a combination of both sets of of words. Um, The new one, Tangaroa, the new single which has come out, which is actually the title of the new album, is about the Maori god of the sea. And it's basically about pollution, what what the world's doing with pollution. And this one, you have the verse in English and the chorus and the bridge in Torea, in, you know, which is the, the Maori language. Um, absolutely stunning band. And, you know, when they've performed Wacken Festival, they've toured America, they're actually going to tour America again later this year with Gojira, and then Gojira are going to Europe and Alien Weaponry are going with them again um, oh. to actually tour Europe. Um, and they actually had a couple of gigs over here um, where they perform with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. Um, one small problem. I was down in Christchurch a while ago, and I was at the Mudbelly gig that I talked about, I think, last yes. time. And yes. I may have said in there that we were actually in the middle of a weather warning. We had a weather bomb. Um, it was horrific. There was massive amounts of rain, flooding, and all this sort of thing. Well, that night... They were playing with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra in Christchurch. Um, so they were in the same city as me, just obviously I was at a tiny venue and they were a much bigger one. Um, and Lewis, the singer, decide, the Lewis, uh, the singer and guitarist decided it would be a good idea to go on a line scooter. Now that, these are electric scooters that you can hire. Um, they've become quite popular over here. You can only do it in certain cities and Christchurch is one of them. And of course he's belting along in the rain and the, um, and the wet, and he, of course he fell off. You know, he's nineteen. You know, this is a oh sort right, of thing. Course. <laughs> <here>. um, <laughs>
0: course,
1: but he did it. He did it before the gig and broke his thumb. Ouch! So there was no gig.
0: Oh dear.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I actually um, I was talking to him on Friday um, because the wonderful thing about Alien Weaponry is it seeks straight into white noise mafia, um, and the reason for that is. The guitarist for white noise mafia which is um which is matt his he and matt holden he's actually the guitar tech for alien weaponry so that means that um quite often when white noise mafia are playing either one or both of the deong brothers will actually come and see see them play and support them um so friday was their launch gig uh, White Noise Mafia's launch gig for their debut single. Um, and so Lewis was there, broken thumb, cast and all. Uh, apparently it's going to be off in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, so I don't think he was very popular when that happened. Um, but hey, accidents happen. You know, I remember um, James Hetfield from Metallica years ago fell off, I think, a skateboard and broke his arm. And the guitar tech actually then played um the tour whilst his arm was in a cast and he just sang so really? you know wow. yeah that was about nice to me 20 years mm. ago yeah. yeah it's just that when it comes to music i have a long memory uh, <laughs> yes so if we, if, let, let's talk about white noise mafia white noise mafia won the battle of the bands competition that i was at last year that's right and, and their prize was to win a recording session with um Dave Rhodes, who's a well-known um, producer over here and, um, and to record a video. And so they recorded the song, The Divide, which is a song they normally open with. And it's typical white noise mafia. It's hard rocking, uh, plenty of complexity. Neo on the drums is, is, an, is a maniac. I, I think of Animal every time I see him play. <laughs> and I actually said to him after a gig on Friday, I said, how do you, uh, how do you even keep time? Because his arms and legs are going in one direction and his head is, his head and his hair is everywhere. Yeah. And he actually said to me at one point, he said, you see, I toss my head back a lot. I said, yeah. He said, that's normally because I've got hair in my mouth, you know? So he's <laughs> <laughs> you know, and because it's just him and Matt Holden are like animals with straggly hair and they're just so into it. And they always look yeah. a sweaty mess. And then you've got Chris on vocals who's, blonde hair, you know, always perfect, always clean shape, always looks good. And Matt Sansom on um, bass. And he's like, you know, so you've got two clean living guys and you've got two metal monsters, you know, and it's just a load of fun. And a friend of mine, Francis Wheeler recorded the video for them. And I, and I have to say it's an absolutely cracking video that I recommend anybody to go and see. Cause one thing I like about it is he does lots of cutaway shots and, um, and the camera's moving a lot. And you actually get a sense of the chaos and energy of the concert. But the other thing they did, which I've not seen before, um, people always concentrate on the singer. Go to the guitarist when it's a solo, concentrate on the singer. That, that That's normal, yeah? But what we did here was we kept having cutaways, and the video took a whole day to record. And the, well, the reason for that is, he would keep changing the position. So there's times when Neo is front and center playing drums and the other guys are stood behind him. Sometimes it's Matt Holden who's front and center, sometimes it's Matt Sansom, sometimes it's Chris. And um, it just, the energy from the music matches the energy in the video and you just come away going, wow. Well, on Friday night um, at Ding Dong, as if it could be anywhere else, they they launched the single. And it was really interesting because they ended up having with them Café Fistfight and Glastrow. Those are three of the four bands who made it through to the final of the competition.
0: That's right. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, they started with Café Fistfight. Now, (laughs) Café Fistfight are one of the tightest bands I know. They were easily the tightest band on the night. Um, They play the most complex music and they are red hot they actually didn't play in the final um, the reason for that was uh, Chris the lead singer was really ill so even though they got through to the final they had to pull out so they didn't perform so only three bands took part so it was really interesting because um to see all three together and compare them all and to be honest at the end of it I felt the same way as I felt um before the final took place if you like and which was any of the bands on the night could have won it um, depending on how well they were that night um, but white noise Ma- in terms of musical ability and the songs and everything else but white noise mafia have this incredible connection with the audience and that's what makes them that little bit different um so i got there on friday night and it was, it was wonderful i was in my element i was talking to um, a couple of the guys from Cafe Fistfight on the stairs on my way down. Because you go from the street, you go down to um, Ding Dong. It's down the stairs. And then you go up the stairs back again to the venue, to Dead Witch. All right. So I so I'm talking to them. And Nick, the barman from, from Ding Dong, must have seen me or heard me talking to them. Because by the time I made it to the bar, he'd already pulled me a glass of Castle's mixed Milk Stout. And there he goes... They are, Kev. There's your beer. And I went, Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so I said, "Right, right, I'm going to go upstairs. He said, all Right, off you go. So I went upstairs where uh, Cafe Fist Fight were sound checking. And, um, you know, I was promptly very rude to them, you know, tell them they couldn't play and all the sort of thing. And they finished <laughs> doing the sound check. And Dave goes, Actually, guys, he said, I've only, he'd, he'd had a problem with feedback. He said, I've only just got rid of it. It'd be really good if you could just run through one more song. And, And they said, all right. And I said, right, go and play King Hit Quiche, because it's my favorite song of theirs. And they'd already told me that they dropped two of my, that and another one of my favorite songs from the set tonight, they were doing something a bit different. And Chris went, yeah, all right. So they basically played King Hit Quiche for me, which I thought were very good of them. Um, But there's something about the way that they mix all this weird styles of music together. You've got very complicated rhythm section. you've got drummer and bassist who are totally in tune and who go off all over the place you've got a lead singer who's one of the best acoustic guitarists around and certainly one of the best singers as in pure singing ability lovely clear singer songwriter style and then you've got seven string metal shredder and none of it makes sense you know I was talking to Francis I was talking to Francis during the gig um and he actually said to me, I'd forgot, and he was one of the judges, Francis, Francis Wheeler, was one of the original judges. And he actually said to me, I've forgotten how good these guys are. I said, yeah, and he looked at me, he said, this shouldn't work. He said, you cannot actually look at these guys and say they sound like anybody else. They they just don't. You know, you can say possibly inspired and then give a whole list of bands, but they don't sound like any one band. And they're just exciting and Driving and powerful, and I love them. And when I saw them play earlier in the year, they've had Toxic and they played Toxic in the set, and they dedicated it to me. Well, tonight they finished <laughs> with Toxic. And they you dedicated the it to me today.
0: <laughs> no, I, just for the people out there, um, uh, Kev wasn't the best part of please because Toxic is not exactly one of his favourite songs because it's Britney Spears and it's, he's not a Britney Spears fan as such. But what did you say last time and what do you say this time, Kev?
1: It was excellent. It was really, really good. <laughs> they did a great <laughs> version. <Yeah. laughs> the thing is, people... And, and same thing as last time. People didn't realise what they were doing because they didn't... They, announced it was for me and they just they didn't say the name of the song they just started playing it and because they've stripped it back and changed it so much it takes a few lines of vocals before people realize what they're actually hearing and of course then there's loads of people there know the words and they start and they get into it and they start to sing along so so that was really good and then we had glass throne now i really rated glass throne um last time um, because they're they're very interesting. So in some ways they're a standard trio. So you've got drums, you've got singer, bassist, and you've got guitarist. However, when I saw them, they switched a couple, for a couple for one song in particular. What happened was the guitarist went onto keyboards and was basically playing Hammond organ um, sounds, and the bassist switched to guitar. And my one comment to them at the time was I felt they were losing some of the bottom end. Um, when they switched, and I said, you need to you need to be bringing it in on the keyboards or you know, maybe throwing a bass track or something like that, but you need to do something. So that was the comment I made to them last time, and I haven't seen them play um, this year. So I saw them a few times last year. I haven't seen them play this year. And they started in the standard Trio format as, as before, but then they quite quickly changed to um, the other format, with Justin switching on to um, guitar, Owen going on to keyboards, and obviously Daniel's still on drums because he can't go anywhere. And it became much more early 70s metal-driven, very much Black Widow and Atomic Rooster sort of feel, um, but more metallic. They'd sorted out any issue they were having with the bottom end. It was now coming out of the keyboards. And the sound was full and I was just going, wow, you know, that is that is significantly good and significantly different to everything else that's going on. I'm fortunate enough that I actually saw the pretty much classic lineup of Atomic Rooster play. When I did, when I was at university in the early eighties, with John DeCand on vocals and guitar, and Vincent Crane on keyboards, they definitely reminded me of that. What I also thought was interesting—it was very clever of Matt—and I did make this comment to Matt Matt Holden, who arranged the gig—that um, the very first band was Cafe Fistfight, massively technical, massively complicated, massively complex music, um, rock but not metal. Then they had Glass Throne, which were still complex and complicated, but nowhere near as much as um, Cafe Fistfight and were way more metallic. Then we came to White Noise Mafia, um, who are just an out-and-out, out, fun, <laughs> metal, melodic, hard rock band. Now, I already I already knew that this was going to, to go off. There was a lot of people there. Um, and I'm going, so what I need to do really is I need to be up and take because i when i'm at ding dong i snap photos on my phone because that then goes into Uh. the they only need to be tiny so i yeah i don't need to worry about anything else if there's no photographer so there was no photographer tonight so okay i'll go up and i'll just take a couple of photos during the first song and then i'll get back to my little spot behind the chain um that was fine apart from you know i nearly got taken out because i had to come back (laughs) through the mosh pit and it was (laughs) flipping dangerous i'll tell (laughs) you It was really violent. Oh uh, really? Oh yeah, really violent. Okay. Oh, yeah, my I'm an God. Old man. Let me through. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, there's something about the about the combination of these four guys. Um, yeah, they are stupidly young, you know. Um I,
0: I know Chris, they're all about
1: 19 and 20. I know. Uh, this, maybe this 18, is un- it's 20. unbelievable. It is incredible. Yeah, and they've they've got They've, they haven't got a lot of songs yet, you know, and they've got a bit, you know, they can do a good half hour set, but they can't do an hour mm. set yet. But that will come. Um, and all their songs have great hooks, but they all play. They're all into it. Neo, like you say, is a maniac behind the kit. Um, he grounds everything. Yeah. Matt writes these songs for great hooks. Matt Holden, Matt Sansom keeps it all grounded. Then in the middle, you've got Chris, who is... A massively confident frontman for, for 20 years old he shouldn't be as confident as he is and he can read a crowd so he knows what he needs to do to get the crowd going and i've yet to see them play um and then not have the crowd really going for it now it's really interesting because i'm actually going to see them again tomorrow um i've been planning to see Two bands for a long time, Stonehouse and elidi Now, I've reviewed elidi's single earlier this year. They said they were going on this tour with Stonehouse. I have not heard before. And I said, great, I'm going to come along. Well, White Noise Mafia have just been added as the opening band. And that's going to be really interesting because these guys are already becoming hard to follow because they've just got that drive and dynamic. So it's going to be really interesting tomorrow night to see two way more polished bands who have been around longer and are older um see how they go with that because that's going to be really interesting um but you in know what? it must be
0: it must be frightening actually for some of these uh, more mature bands when you see these young kids like they are particularly as you're bringing so much attention to the talent in new zealand it's just it's absolutely outrageous um it must be pretty worrying for some of these more mature ones of our sort of uh you know generation yeah.
1: well <laughs> the be- thing is what you hope is that the people are going to be yeah, I th- we, the more good, the more bands that we have, that are making um, names for themselves. The more there is um, a spotlight being shone on it. Now, the biggest issue that they've got, really in all re- reality, is I may have already said Matt is guitar tech for Alien Weaponry, so Matt's actually Matt's bat, He's it's his band. He's, Matt's going to be out of the picture for about six months. Um, so they're because I said to Matt, "What are you going to do?" And they said, "Well, they're already talking about bringing in another guitarist." um to replace matt whilst he's touring so just like a session guitarist to to play with the band um whilst he's off touring with alien weaponry my understanding also is that um after the after slayer retired the manager of the manager of slayer was then looking for another act that he could take to the Mm. next level and he's chose and he's taken alien weaponry on what that means is the the DeYoung parents the mum and dad who were managing alien weaponry no longer managing them my understanding is that they are now managing white noise mafia so that's wow. <laughs> so that's huge I mean, but but the thing is they they still need help i mean yeah a couple a few weeks ago well, maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago i'd heard that the single was coming out and i and i went to matt i said matt i am got the single when are you sending me the single oh sorry kev oh matt can you send me the video as well oh yeah sorry kev matt where's the press release oh i don't have one would you like me to write one for you matt oh yes please <laughs> you know so 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 i did the press release for them as well and uh and it's typical you know we've, we've talked about this before i did the press release and it was blown away by so oh, thanks so much that's great I said, fine you know no way what do i do with it there's no like there's no book you can go to how do you get a band going This is what I suggest you do, but I also suggest you speak to the Diongs and, you know, ask them with their contacts who else you can get this out to, because it's going to, you know, you really need to get out and um, make people aware of this. So, yeah, so White Noise Mafia are going, um, they're going gangbusters. But then going back to someone else you spoke about, Tony Dawn. I mean, the, the comparison could not be could not be more different because... Here I am in a sweaty little dive in the middle of Auckland with all of these um, points. <laughs> and then, you know, I was at the Wallace Arts Center, you know, in an art gallery. Um that's right, yeah. Seeing Tony Daunt and the Dauntless and Matt Jogao and Louis Jarlov and the Lonesome. And it was Americana, you know, and it was just it was fun, you know, it was it was weird going to an art gallery. Um to see a gig. And of course, what it meant was all the all the equipment was set up at the end of the at the end of a gallery. So they're all stood on the floor. And they literally had the lights were on, but they had one red light on the floor and one green light on the floor. So that was it. <laughs> so depending where and of course they couldn't move. So where so wherever they stood, if they got into Le beam, you know, so the, yes. so that yeah. was that. <laughs> and uh, first up was Louis Jarlov and The Lonesome, which is a trio with Louis on vocals. Tony Dawn on bass and backing vocals and Sean on drums and backing vocals. And it was just really classic Americana. And it was just, it was just a load of fun. You know, we get, we got some covers, like we got an old Hank Williams Jr. song. Um, I did smile through Tush because I only know Tush as ZZ Top's Tush, which is boogie and wonderful from the early 70s. And this was very, very different and very country, but it was it was nice, you know, it, it, was, it was enjoyable. And then, and then we had Matt Joe Gale. Now, Matt is an interesting character in that he, although he's a Kiwi and he's from Dunedin, he actually lives in Melbourne. Oh, um, there you go. And he has his last two albums have, all, have both won the um, Victoria uh, Country Music Album of the Year award. Um, so he's actually a well, very well known with his band in Melbourne. And um, he was in Bali, a trap due to COVID. So he came back to New Zealand. And it was literally because he was in New Zealand without his band that he ended up doing a tour of New Zealand on his own, perfectly solo. And I'd been asked to write the press release for his tour, and I'd never met him. And, yeah, we knocked. I knocked something up for him, and he was really happy. So I met him that night for the first time, which was nice. And he was, again, just a load of fun, a combination of Americana and folk, and just one man and an acoustic guitar to me is, you know, just about the most perfect. Um, it's beautiful, music. yeah, that too, absolutely, absolutely. yeah.
0: I'm and jealous. and he,
1: <laughs> he was he was absolutely lovely. And um, this was the last night of his nationwide tour. Um, he's got a new album coming out later in the year, which I'll be doing the, I'll be writing the press release for it as well. Um, but he's now back in Melbourne, and I'd say anybody who's interested in Matt Joe Gow and that's G O W for his surname. He's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of live videos on Facebook at the moment, solo and with some of his mates, and they are definitely worth catching. I've watched a couple. Um, he's just one of those guys who's annoyingly talented with a wonderful voice, great songs, and again, an absolute delight. And then we ended the even, we ended the evening with Tony Don and the Dauntless. Now Tony's in a couple of different bands, this one and Swampland, and yeah, you know, he's it's just Americana, rock and roll. Um, he had, um, Louis was actually, is a member of his band on acoustic guitar. Um, he had a guy playing lap steel and pedal steel at different times. His bassist was playing a proper acoustic double bass and he was very proud because he had it made in the UK for him so <laughs> much so that they actually put an emblem on the neck of the bass to show it, it was made for him. <laughs> Excellent, um, yeah. And it was just, Johnny Cash style, wild type songs with um, it was filthy. It was raw and it felt totally genuine. It never felt contrived, um, and it was uh, honest. I think is the best way I can put. It. And I, I just loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. It's not this type of music that I would normally play, um, and like I, I like you mentioned in in the beginning. I've actually written the press releases for two of Tony's albums, both his solo album as Tony Dawn and for Swampland. But we'd never met before. You know, it's just one of the things. We've spoken on the phone and we've um, swapped numerous emails, but never met. So it just felt really weird to be at a gig where I was meeting two people I'd written press releases for for the very first time. Um, And it was just a load of fun. Um, And I know I'm running out of time, but you can't not talk about troy kingy's new album black seagull oh no, no. you
0: keep going love it's all right i'm mesmerized uh, <laughs> i know i'm not going to kick myself afterwards because this is the this is the loading up show night right? <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> well, so uh no, keep going love
1: yeah, okay. so, oh, look, the very first time i'm uh, let's go back in time the very first time i met troy kingy was i was over at red room studios tamatera smith had invited me over and troy was in the studio and it was the first time i met troy and he was performing um he was recording the album Shake Your Skinny Ass all the way to the Zygotron, oh, which like was the, so. second, the second of his 10, 10, 10 albums. And it's basically a funk album. Um, and that just, I was, I was so impressed with the fact he would come out of the, um, the live room, come into the, the control room, listen to what has just been done. He'd say, oh, I need to add so-and-so. And he'd go back and he'd record it and come back in and he'd listen again. Oh yeah, that's right. No, I need so-and-so there. And it was just like that. You know, it was almost like, almost like he was a painter. And he was choosing really? his colours, yeah? Wow. And Tematerra, Tematerra is an or He loves working with them because it's just so easy to work with. Well, um, the next time I heard Troy, I was at, again, Tematera. I, I was there, I was recording some... Um, I, I've been asked to record some words for an album, and so I needed to have them recorded properly, so I'd gone over to, to Matt to do it. And he actually you, sat... Are
0: you saying you wrote lyrics yourself? Have I understood
1: no, that? No, no, no. I, someone gave me some lyrics for me to to record just to just to talk it was to go over the top of an instrumental Ah,
0: track Ah, okay yeah
1: so um and he actually said before we do anything you've got to listen to this and he put me in the producer's chair so that i was in the perfect spot for the speakers and then played me excerpts all the way through of holy colony burning acres which is a reggae album and to be honest it's my i don't listen to a lot of reggae but when i do i listen to that and i saw him on that tour and he just blew my mind
0: yeah, yeah. I remember you saying a while back, actually, yeah, about yeah. that, particularly about that, yeah.
1: Then last year he had his first official number one album, The Ghost of Freddie Caesar, which was another style mm. again. Yeah. And then this year he brought out Golden Ladder, Black Sea Golden Ladder, which um, this was interesting. Basically, um, Troy won a, or was awarded, the Matarangi Mahi Toy Artist Residency in Wellington. So basically ended up in an environment with a folk artist, Delaney. And they basically sat and wrote an album together. Troy coming from, sorry, Troy coming from this massive musical background and Delaney coming back, coming from this folk and roots background. And they recorded an album, which was basically Man's Journey from Birth to Death. Troy's originally was going to provide all the lyrics. So they decided, but they decided that Troy's lyrics weren't good enough. And um, hmm. so Delaney worked with him. And the result was a full collaboration album, even though it's just been released as Troy Kingy. Then, um, then I heard them play this album at the Auckland Folk Festival earlier this year, and they basically played it electronically, uh, electrically. So you had one amped-up acoustic guitar and one electric guitar, and it sounded very electric and rocky. And I think I said at the time when I was speaking to you about it that it actually put a lot of people off. Yeah. Having now played this album to death, I'm really quite surprised because this is actually um, much closer to a folk album than I would ever have believed. There's still a lot of Beatles influences and there's still a bit of stoner environment here and there, but it's far more acoustic than um, I would have thought given the um, performance or so earlier this year. And it's just... You sit there and you go, well, this is the fifth album of his 10-10-10 project, 10 albums, 10 different styles, 10 years. And you just go, what's he going to do next? Is he going to be disco, soul, AOR, grunge? I would <laughs> love him to do grunge because Tematera is guitarist in a grunge band. He's, that's Tematera's music is grunge. So I'd love to hear Troy do a grunge album. i reckon that'd be cool. <laughs> But when just this just album, for people,
0: just for people out there, um, Kev is talking about. Tame, uh, sorry, uh, Troy Kingi. tame Terror is, is the record company, Triple A Records, out there with uh, over there in New Zealand in Red Room Studios. Now, um, can we just 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 to put people in the picture who may be new, Troy Kingy's has done this deal with himself, not with the devil, with himself about these ten yep. albums, and he's, he's doing it. And just a very quick explanation on that, darling.
1: He he, he was on a beach with his brother a few years back. And he came up with, they were looking up at the stars and he came up with this idea that he wanted to record 10 albums in 10 different genres in 10 years. And he set himself that as a task, which is monumental for anybody, uh, especially as he's touring these albums as well. Um, so yeah, and the, and the, so he's halfway through the project now. But what I found really interesting is that the week this album was released, it went into the charts at number two. But his last album, The Ghost of Freddie Cesar, came back into the top 20 at number 19, which is not bad. You know, that, that's OK. Um, but yes, I'm so looking forward to seeing him later this year. And it's going to be great because I've now got myself three nights in a row. So on <laughs> the on the Friday night, I'm going to see Blindfolded and Led to the Woods, Whoa. which is a technical death metal band from christchurch who which i've just written the tour <laughs> press release before oh, i earpiece. love them i've rave reviewed over the last two albums and i've seen them play before so <laughs> which and I friday know, is
0: this which friday is this is oh, this, this
1: is coming? Fr- no this is september
0: oh september uh, okay so yeah. this
1: is in september so on the friday i'm seeing him i've seen Blindfold and to the Woods. So i'll be deaf from that then on the Saturday, I'm going to see Troy King at Auckland Town Hall. Which Do you is know what? Be-
0: I'm really annoyed because, you know, we talked about I might like, come yep. over to New Zealand to see Troy Kingney, meet up with you guys, come on and crack a beer and all that stuff, yep. and they, they've closed the
1: bubble. Yeah, borders are shut. Yep. It'll open again by then. <sighs> and then on the Sunday night, I am going to um, a house gig in Auckland, and it's going to be absolutely stunning because there's um, it's for a – English folk duo who I don't know, they're they're the headline. Well, they're the headline in someone's eyes, not really in mine. Um, But they've got Jenny Mitchell there. Now, Jenny, I saw her at the Folk Festival. Jenny's basically a country music artist. She performs with her sisters. Absolutely stunning. Um, I was talking to someone who happened to be at that event um, a few months later, and she was telling me that all the time that Jenny was singing, she was crying. Um, because of the emotion that was coming out. She was just blown oh, wow. away. And, wow. And the other perfor- and there's another performer that in their night, which is going to be Albie and the Wolves. Now, Albi is Chris Dent. He's an albino, um, which is what, hence Albie. And he's got Pascal Rogan on um, violin, and he's one of the most dramatic and dynamic violinists you'll ever see, and there's a double bass. Um, and they're stunning. I've seen them twice in the last um, six or seven months. I first saw them about seven or eight years ago. But They're great, and that's a house gig, you know. So, me when you say and
0: house gig, when you say house gig, you mean house as a style of music or actually going into a house as no, a no,
1: into a house.
0: This oh, really? Is
1: bit, oh, wow, yeah, this is a house gig. So, this is so going this to be is, stunning.
0: This is a bit like um, Bjornsson, uh, that house thing they had it over uh, yeah, there in yeah. Norway. Well, that, yeah.
1: that's, the, that's the oak metal club. I've, that's I've got it, a, yeah, I have that was in a house. Yes, I have an Oak Metal Club sticker on my um, CD. <laughs> of course you have. Because I do. But yeah, so this is actually taking place in some, as far as I'm aware, it's taking place in, basically in someone's living room. Um, so I'm really looking wow. forward to that. Watch and it's be funny because I Quite large. Yeah, but it's not going to be massive. <laughs> uh, but I was talking, I was talking to photographer Steve Bone because Steve and I have worked together a few times. Um, he, he's an absolutely amazing guy. And um, he said to me, oh do you fancy doing this and i'm like oh yeah that would be a good idea yeah we ought to do that we ought to do that together and i said right well yeah i'll, I'll get a ticket you went too late i said what do you mean he said oh, i just bought two i went really he said yeah yeah you can buy me a beer I said, right fine um uh, but it, <laughs> you know so we're both off to we're both to see that together and He said i don't know if they'll let me shoot it and i said well i'm going to review it whatever happens because i review everything (laughs) you know (laughs) it's just the way it works (laughs) so yeah it's a lot of fun and so tomorrow night i'm off to these metal bands and then we've spoke i've mentioned nick katona in the past now this is yeah separation nick katona um put me as introduced me to someone that person has then contacted me and um, become mates on Facebook. And he contacted me on Monday and he went, I'm working with this young singer. Would you come and review her on Saturday night? So on Saturday night, I'm going to see a young singer-songwriter with an acoustic guitar and see what she's like. You know, Is this a
0: very young child that you were talking no, about? No, no, not, no, no, no. That's, that's different one. again. Yeah, That's okay.
1: different again. No, this, uh, yeah. this only happened this week. No, she's I mean, she's young, but, you know, she's, i say, early 20s young as opposed to... Um, right, but there's, I'll tell you what I've been astounded with. I'm the, earlier this evening, just going onto to YouTube and I went, well, I'm going to watch the White Noise Mafia video again. Oh, that's really good. I'm going to watch the Living State video again. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And I'm going to play some written by Wolves videos. And now i will going and play some yeah, capital theatre. Wow. I'm going, this yeah. is all New Zealand music and great videos, great songs. And I'm just, yeah. I'm really grateful that I've been able to come across these and, you know, get to know them. You know. Well, I can say
0: to people out there, you know, you would not believe the level. Well, of course, you should believe it. Why right? and why not? Indeed, but just to say, um, I can, I've lived a shouted life too. The the level of, you know. Incredible talent over in New Zealand, and I know there is also in Australia. But Kev happens to be over there living, and they happen to be able to go out uh, see and see bands um, for such some while now. And you've just brought incredible info on the the, you know crossing from Prague to heavier rock and uh, a bit death thrown in (laughs) and uh, folk and all sorts. They're just there's some real serious talent there, and I think what makes uh, New Zealand a little bit extra special. The the manners over there are incredible because you've got a very small country and a lot of people vying for a small place. Even though you've got two islands, it's still quite small and everybody's very um, respective of each other, aren't they? There's a lot of respect there. It's incredible. I, I really love that, what comes across.
1: No, it's absolutely stunning. I love being here. But before I go, I ought to really mention something about one of the most iconic Aussie performers ever. Tomorrow would have been bon scott's 75th birthday.
0: of course right i I thought it was last week actually but you're right of course i got that Um, wrong (laughs) so he would have been
1: 75 years old on july the 9th so his family his family have put together um a website that's going to go live tomorrow it's not live yet um containing you know Documents, written, lyrics, photos of handwritten lyrics, photos, yeah. performances, et cetera, et cetera. So that's um, going to be happening tomorrow, and Great. that's www.bonscottofficial.com. So that's actually going live tomorrow, and obviously it'll be up forever after. But in celebration of his what would have been his seventy fifth birthday, incredible. Yeah, so absolutely,
0: I saw that. uh, I saw a happy birthday to him. So I presumed that was it it gone, but obviously it was in preparation of. Mm. So yeah, what a great icon, rock icon. I mean, I mean. What can I say? You know, that's that's one to follow. <laughs> well, guys and dolls out like there, I really do hope you've enjoyed all that intel. It's, isn't it great? And you can go back over it again and... Go, get on dr google and uh, go take a look at these absolutely great bands because you'll be able to see them one day i was actually listening to a, a radio interview uh, a couple of days back kev and uh, i saw that uh, capital theater are threatening to come over to australia so if, if a bubble opens again or if i, if I can get over that way uh, it would be great to see them too so yeah they were threatening to come to brisbane so i thought oh great you know so yeah loads to see and loads to listen to guys out there so please check it out it's really important just to sort of keep and support all bands around the world we're just bringing a lot out of New Zealand because Kev's living over there and you know he's an immigrant over there from England which we haven't talked about yet but we'll, we'll save that for the right time um he's just over there thoroughly enjoying it because it's that good and Kevin is a critic he's a world class critic and columnist and uh an author as you know of the Progressive Underground so uh do go and check those out um uh, kevin's three volumes um kev where can they buy them i think it's on amazon isn't
1: it uh, amazon's the best is the easiest place they've always got them in stock there um so yeah that's a be- that's the easiest place and now if you live in new zealand you can now order from amazon.com.au it's been launched this week because until wow. now we could only buy from america which i always thought yeah. was really weird
0: yeah <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's the way it goes, isn't it? But it's that, that's good. It brings it home and gives a, a little bit more control from your end. So that, that's great. It, it's making it all the more important as well. So uh, there you go, guys. So those are uh, Kev's three volumes, three books, or three volumes to the book of The Progressive Underground. And it's full of uh, wonderful reviews. And uh, you will just learn so much about the music there from the prog industry. So many fantastic uh, reviews. And what? tell people what else you've got in your books, Kev, what they cover.
1: Um, They're all my scribblings and writings on progressive rock music that I wrote between 1991 and 2006, which is I came to New Zealand. That's probably one of the the darkest days of progressive rock because no one was writing about it. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to discover it um, in in 1991 and just started to really cover as much as I could about the local scene the European scene and the American scene, just because no one's writing about it. So everybody was sending me material. Also, that's when I first met you, Tracy, um, when you were in Quasar. Um, yeah. And then obviously followed your career. But there's hundreds of reviews in there. And as well as in, you know, so volume one is A to H, volume two is I to S, volume three is T to Z. Then it's got small reviews, DVD reviews. And actually, for me, the most important bit, which is gig reviews and interviews. Now, these haven't appeared anywhere else apart from the magazine I was running. And there is nowhere else you can find this thing in a book form. Everybody, when they write about progressive rock, they talk about the 70s. Everybody sort of forgets that the genres kept going. These days, it's easy to find Prog magazine or stuff on the internet, everything. But back when I was doing it, it was virtually invisible. So for anybody interested in Prog
0: absolutely for anybody interested in program. of course last week we had um, the great Martin Springett on who had done Kev's uh, done the artwork to Kev's covers and uh, super stuff and uh, Martin's been sent to me more stuff
1: he's, he's incredible he's an absolutely wonderful man I, I he love he is Martin.
0: beautiful I've, I've invited him on for a threesome
1: <laughs> yeah I heard
0: <laughs> I keep inviting everybody on but I think this one's going to come on and uh, he's also sent me a certain album which i won't share he's given me the privilege of this certain album the hobbit the lord of the rings the one that didn't get released yep, through it's good isn't it oh wow do you know what i've not been able to open it up and play it yet i've had um in uh, tech issues but i'm so looking forward to that we are so excited about that so martin's so kind to have done that and the artwork with that album as well is beautiful and everything he sent me some amazing stuff and he sent me some stuff through snail post as well so i feel very very privileged and uh yeah. I, w-
1: I would say to people um discover martin's music it's all out on Bandcamp, uh, absolutely incredible but also yeah. have a look for him on youtube because he's there's a live concert of his on youtube with a violinist whose name i keep forgetting i'm sorry but it's absolutely stunning, the improvisation. And it actually builds on Martin's material. And it, it's stunning. In fact, there's two different ones on YouTube. Yeah. Um, well worth checking out. And it's, you know, it, it breaks my heart, really. Here's a guy who recorded, who's recorded albums historically for his own, as you said on your show, he sought me out. Um, we became friends. And it's only since the reissue of The Gardening Club, which is only four years ago when the reissue took place, all of a sudden he's – I won't say – at first, if I use Martin words, he's got his mojo, you know, and he's just <laughs> – everything's firing on – you know, it's like he's got a new lease of life. The guy's in his 70s and he's, he's recording all the it's time. He's too, writing I think. all the time. He's drawing yeah. all the time, painting, and mm-hmm. it's almost like he's got this new lease on life and this music's just pouring out of him and you're going – Where's this been for the rest of his life? You know, Mm. we've all Mm. been missing out. You know, we've all been missing out on
0: it. I think. I think there must be many people enjoying it, but it's like all these absolutely great people. I mean, they more was deserved, wasn't it? You know, Mm. much more, much much more was deserved. But it is there. It is going to be in history. So, um, yeah, I I think everybody look up Martin Springer. He's. uh, 73 going on 53 you know it's, it's his new 53 because he is so young at heart and he's a, a wonderful man a great man to chat with and talk with yeah well guys and dogs out there I really do hope you've enjoyed it once again the great intel that you always get from man Kev he never 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 fails to bring us something quite delicious and tantalising yeah so do join next week I'm not going to tell you who's coming on because I'm not sure which one I'm going to put up yet so uh, we'll see it depends and uh, um Um, But do join me here and come and see who that is. Come and enjoy the ride and uh, do take care of one another. Love one another. And uh, I'll see you next week. I do appreciate you. Don't forget, you're really well appreciated for coming on here and sharing. And uh, yeah, um, just love it that you're there. Thanks so much. Take care of yourself. And until next week, it's over and out from Tracy's Prog World.